Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Right, welcome back. And for people who don't follow the markets, the idea of uh, shorting a stock might seem like, you know, kind of inside uh, baseball talk, right? Uh, sort of a technical term. This whole situation and this roller coaster around the GameStop stock has become a big story. And I think a lot of people are now maybe a little more familiar with the concept of shorting. I mean, the concept is simple enough on its, on its face, right? Uh, you're expecting the value of something to go down. So what a short essentially involves is you borrowing the stock. So if somebody has a stock that's worth $100, you think it's going to go down, you borrow that stock, you sell it for $100, you wait a few weeks, and then you buy it, say, for $50. You give the stock back to the person you borrowed it from, you've made $50 in the process, right? So simple enough. Uh, and, and not inherently uh, sinister on its own, but I think certain aspects of, of how this practice operates in the markets, and in particular, this, this whole situation underscores, I think, the influence that big hedge funds can have in shorting a stock, and not even necessarily borrowing the stock, or the practice of uh, so-called naked short selling, which is a, a much more aggressive approach. So this whole situation has really shone a spotlight on all of this. And what kind of regulatory gaps exist in Canada? Maybe this situation has exposed some of those. But to those who, who watch all of this closely, those gaps have been obvious for some time. Our next guest, in fact, uh, co-authored a report back in November of 2019 on uh, why there's a need for some further regulations. And the regulations we have are weak, and we need a path forward, a new path forward, to reduce some of the systemic risk that this poses to the markets. So joining us uh, to talk more about some of these issues, very pleased to welcome uh, to the program here this afternoon, Paul Davis. He is a partner in capital markets and securities and mergers and acquisitions with Macmillan LLP. Macmillan.ca is the website. Paul, great to have you with us here this afternoon. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Rob. Glad to be here. As I say, I mean, this is an issue you wrote about in this report in uh, November 2019, and uh, you, you've written a lot about this issue beyond that. So as we watch what's happened over the last couple of weeks uh, around this GameStop stock and the controversy around these hedge funds and, and shorts uh, selling this stock, what has all of this represented to you? Does it sort of reinforce some of these concerns? You know, in some ways, the GameStop issue is separate, but it does reinforce the problem. And again, you know, from our perspective, and I've said this many times, we're not against short selling. And personally, I am in favor of short selling because right. it has two important things for the market. Price discovery, right, if a stock is overvalued, um, or fraud issues, right, whether it's Enron, Sinoforce here, it's short sellers that have brought the to light. And liquidity, which is important for the Canadian market, which is so small. The problem, though, we've talked about is that when you look at our short selling rules, they are more lax and lenient than those in the U.S., Europe, Australia. And it's hard to understand why our rules are still that way after you know all the commentary that's been made. 
Yeah, it's interesting. We tend to think of Canada's uh, jurisdiction where we, we are on the side of more regulation. That That's not the case here. Why is that, do you think? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the IROC, which is the organization responsible generally for regulating um, short selling, has said, you know, the reason that the Canadian rules are not the same as in the U.S. and Europe and Australia is that we are a unique market and we have fewer failed trades. And failed trades is basically, and it can happen from naked short selling, but it can happen just from administrative error, but it's where a trade doesn't properly settle. And so there's there's studies which we have, you know, raised a lot of issues with, claim that because they're lower failed trades, we don't have we don't need the same stringent rules. And we've argued that doesn't make a, a lot of sense because if you're thinking about systemic risk, you know, it's not, you're not worrying about the day-to-day failed trades. You're worrying about some serious problem happening with a very large company or a sector. And if that fails because there are enormous failed trades or there's naked short selling, then it could put the entire market at risk. And so why not have rules that are at least similar to those across the border, or even actually there are more stringent rules in Australia and Europe. Well, yeah, and let's talk about the difference between a covered short and what's known as a naked short, because I think, you know, the, where there was controversy with the GameStop stock is because it appeared to be a, a really aggressive example of the latter. A covered short is where a stock is actually borrowed, but that's not the case with a, a so-called naked short. Explain the difference. Right. So on, on a, you know, a naked short is you actually sell it sell a stock short and you don't borrow the stock to cover it and so when settlement comes in two days um, the person who has actually bought that stock it shows up in their account as bought because CDS does a settlement and they give you a notional share but to you it's a real share but behind the scenes they're scrambling to find a share to cover it because there's nothing borrowed and so that you can imagine creates significant problems if you keep doing it because what you're doing is you're selling shares that really don't exist because you're not mm-hmm. borrowing to cover it and you don't have real shares to cover it. And so that creates, that's not what a market, right? A market is about real supply and demand, but here you've created supply that doesn't exist. And that can create to a lot of anomalies and problems. And, you know, obviously in the GameStop case, they were, the Reddit gang and others were arguing that. You know, they had to be naked shorting because the short position on GameStop was a significant. I think some people said it was 150% of the market cap. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that's true or not, you know, there may be derivatives that played in that. I, I'm just, I haven't followed that story in that level of detail to know whether that's right. true, but that's clearly a problem. And so they thought they could enter into, they could do a short squeeze, which is a great game if you can, if you can achieve it. Right, which leads to then the the funds having to buy the stock to cover the short, and that just further drives the price up, essentially. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. just drives it up, yeah. Uh, So as we look at where there's regulatory gaps, though, and and where there's potential risk, is that the important distinction here? That if we're talking about covered shorts versus naked shorts, that's kind of the the line here, and is it the latter where we maybe need to, to have some additional regulation? Yeah, and interestingly enough, you know, the Ontario government... Um, put forward this task force, the Capital Markets Modernization Task Force, and they came up with a report a couple of weeks ago, and they did advocate to adopt the U.S. type, so what they call locate rules. So you can't short unless you borrow or you take steps to 
confirm that you have the shares to borrow. And then they also did the other side of it, which we think is important, is that they force a buy-in. So if, if there's a failed trade, um, two days after a settlement, the dealer has to complete the trade. So they have to buy in the stock and force the seller to to complete the trade. And so that covers off the risk on the systemic risk on both ends. And so they put that proposal forward. Um, and we'll see whether that has legs. The other side of it, too, is, you know, the, the idea of these these shorts almost becoming like self-fulfilling prophecies. It's not just a bet that the stock's going to go down. It's almost an attempt to ensure that it goes down. This idea of a so-called, so-called short campaign. How, how does that factor in here? And how much of a problem is that? Well, you know, I... I I personally don't think it's a problem unless it comes with a misrepresentation, right? So if, mm-hmm. if, if you believe, you know, you've done your analysis and you believe a stock is overvalued and you publicly, you put on a short position yourself and then you publicly disclose the stock is overvalued and the reasons for it, and those are truthful, um, accurate statements, then I think that's fair game, right? I mean, uh, people do it on the long side too. Yeah. And I think on both sides it's fair. But if you put on that short position, which, you know, the really nefarious accusations, and then you get some friends of yours to do the same thing, and then you send out a report, and then you have it. So you have other people on social media circulate the same story uh, full of half-truths, then that's a problem. And that's, you know, what many people have asked the Canadian Securities Administrators to look at, and they came up with a consultation report recently to look at how can we have better rules in Canada to address um, what they call short and distort campaigns. And just on the point about the regulators, as you say, I mean, you know, there's there's the federal regulator, there's provincial bodies. How much regulatory overlap is there here? Where, Where does the jurisdiction fall to deal with all of this? Actually, you know, the, 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 the good thing about Canada is that we've learned from the fact that, you know, the provinces have constitutional power to deal with securities law. And the Canadian Securities Administrator, which is made up of all the securities, the provincial securities commissions, have tried to adopt uniform rules. And then IROC, which is really dealing with the dealers, have unif- universal rules across the country. So I, I think that's worked well, obviously, to impose regulations across the country, you, you need all the jurisdictions, so it may take longer to impose them. So, so that's really the downside. But the CSA has actually worked well to have uniform rules across the country, and that's helped us a lot with our divided jurisdictions. But, I mean, since this report came out that, that you were involved in November 2019, I mean, has, has much changed? And is that maybe the silver lining of this whole GameStop situation is at least maybe it brings this issue back to the forefront and, and maybe we finally will see some change? Yeah, I mean, obviously nothing's changed. There's been lots of discussions behind the scenes, and we've been part of that as well. Um, you know, I, I do think change um, will come. The GameStop issue, Everyone, every time this happens, it brings these issues to light. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think there, there, there will be change. Um, and again, I don't think it impacts my clients, for example, who short. I mean, they borrow stock, their funds, that all they do is short, and they borrow stock, they don't send out manipulative disclosure. So I don't think it, it impacts those who are doing the real work in terms of price discovery um, and providing liquidity to, to the market. But it, 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 it should help stop the systemic risk that we have. And again, the U.S. has stronger rules and they have issues, but we don't even have those rules. 
Well, and, and you highlighted too, I mean, the danger of overcorrecting here that we, you know, address the problem and then we spill over where, you know, we're, we're now uh, creating problems where they don't exist and, and taking away where there is some value from certain kinds of, of short selling. All right, and that's why I think it's very important to be careful with these rules and not not respond to one, whether it's a GameStop or another problem. Don't overreact to one to events, but think about the rules in terms of the long time, long term efficiency of the market, and to deal with systemic risk as opposed to you know unique anomalies. Yeah, some important points. Uh, again, much more at McMillan.ca. Paul, appreciate the insight on all of this. Thanks so much for making some time for us here today. You're welcome. Bye, Rob. All right, take care. Uh, that is Paul Davis. He's a partner in Capital Markets and Securities and Mergers and Acquisitions with Macmillan LLP, Macmillan.ca. So, as mentioned, was involved in this uh, lengthy study in uh, November of 2019, sort of highlighting the look. Here's where there's some benefits of properly regulated short selling. Here's where there's some risk. And surprisingly, Canada is, is really underregulated in this area compared to even the United States and other countries. So, essentially, it's covered as good, naked as bad is is the the simple takeaway from all of this uh, a, a properly done short where you're actually borrowing the stock you, you have a solid market basis for your assessment that this company's overvalued that there's going to be a correction that 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 can be valuable but this this more aggressive practice where the stock's not even being borrowed and and that leads to all kinds of weird tactics as he as he laid out that's problematic and certainly i think we we've just seen an example of that We'll take a break here. We'll come back. More time for your calls. Lots more still to get to. This is Afternoons on 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.